This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, I'm Polly Campbell, and this is Simply Said. Hello, hello, hello. I'm Polly Campbell, and you're listening to Polly Campbell's Simply Said, the podcast where we talk about how to live well, do good, and be happy. And today we're talking about something that I've been reading a lot about, I've been researching, I've been studying. It's something that I want to learn more about and learn how to practice better. So I have just the person to teach us today. We're talking about intuition and how we can use it at work to make better decisions. You know, I'm so practical. You know this. You you listen to me. I research everything. I, I have studies and I read and I ponder. And yet I like the mystical parts of life. I am enchanted by the things I don't understand, but those things that work anyhow, like the universal laws and and gravity. And, you know, there's so much that happens for us if we only turn it on and we don't have to understand how it works to learn how to use it. Intuition is part of that for me. It's part of aligning with the energy that is all around. It's part of using the wisdom that we all have access to and the insights that come from that so that we can interpret and follow our hunches to experience life in a bigger way, I think, in an interesting way. And today we're going to talk about all of this with Melanie Barnum. Hello, Melanie. Welcome to the show. Hi, Polly. Thanks so much for having me. I'm so happy to have you here. Melanie is a psychic medium, intuitive counselor, life coach, and hypnotist who has been practicing professionally for more than 15 years. She is also the author of Intuition at Work, which is all these things, Melanie, it is very practical, it is very concrete, and yet we're talking about something that we can't even see. How do you describe intuition to people? You know, Polly, you just said something that was key. Oftentimes we don't see it. It's those pesky kind of intangible things that we can't quite put our fingers on. We can't quite put our hands on. That's kind of what intuition is. It's that gut instinct. It's kind of that vibe. It's that feeling that you get when you know that something is going on or something's off or something's happening and you can't quite understand where it's coming from. And once you start to kind of tune into that, that vibe, that, that feeling, that energy, then you're able to understand that it's actually your own intuition and your intuition can help to change your life. Do you think though, that might be why some people 
balk at this kind of thinking because they can't see it. They can't necessarily hold it in their hands. So they think it can't be real. Of course, that's a huge part of it. Every single person that is skeptical, at least, you know, skeptical to a point where um, they don't want to believe anything that you say is always going to be skeptical about it because they can't hold it. They can't, you know, touch it. And oftentimes it can't be proven because a lot of uh, what, what happens in readings and what happens using your intuition is that you're telling people either not to do something or that something will happen if they do something in a better way for them. So there's no real evidence or proof that it would have happened the other way or that it would have went the other way. So again, oftentimes it's not so much that you can think of, you know, the number that they're thinking of in their head or that you can hit the lottery numbers. It's more those gentle kind of guidance, intuitive nudges that we receive. And those are the ones that become harder to prove. So a lot of people, again, uh, are very skeptical because they can't hold it in their hands, like you said, because they can't touch it, because they can't prove it. I, I think that's a great point. I can think of several examples, though, when I felt like I was getting those nudges and I ignored them and things went haywire. <laughs> so <laughs> but, I think when we learn when we learn about that and, and give it a go, it can be super useful in our lives. Exactly. But the other thing is that maybe those would have happened anyway. Ah. If you, even if you hadn't listened to your nudges, you know, your intuitive awareness. Um, and that's the hard part to prove. So you and I know, obviously, <laughs> that listening to our intuition is extremely beneficial. And having listened to those intuitive nudges that you received, that obviously helped you in some way. And it helped the situation that you were in. So we know it to be true. But again, it's, it's, because we believe that this is real, that this is more than a possibility that we can actually access it and use it to our benefit and to help everybody. How did you, were you always tuned into your intuition? How did you begin this work? I know you've worked with clients and, and practiced this for years. What's your background? How did you declare yourself a psychic or an intuitive? How did you get to that point? So that's kind of interesting because, um, you know, I've been doing this work professionally for actually well over 20 years and uh, it didn't always occur to me, <laughs> rather it definitely did not occur to me that I would ever be doing this work professionally. Uh, the, the weird thing about me is that I was doing accounting. Um, I was a controller of a company. I had actually left that company because I had just had a brand new baby and I wanted to be able to be with her. So even though I didn't realize it at the time, I used my intuition to guide me to becoming an entrepreneur and opening a storefront um, for essentially baby consignments, because I wanted to be able to be with my child and make it, have it make sense that I was there with them. But somewhere along the line, when that happened, I was standing in my dining room holding on to my baby that I was just talking about. And I felt like somebody hit me over the head and I heard the words, you need to do this work now. And I kind of looked around like, what the heck just happened? <laughs> like, what is this? <laughs> but I instantly knew exactly what they were talking about. I knew what it meant. And I also knew that I was a very ra you know, rational and logical person. And there was no way I was going to stop what I was doing for work and stop my, and interrupt essentially my whole life and begin to do this work. 
I was not going to hang out a shingle that said psychic because <laughs> I didn't think that, you know, most, most psychics that you saw were, were real. I didn't believe that they were the real deal. And I knew that I could always read people. I knew from a very young age that I was always kind of reading people, but I thought everybody did that. I didn't realize that that mm. meant anything special. So I just thought everybody did that. And I, you know, just kind of ignored it for the most part. I just kept doing my thing. But once this happened and I felt this overwhelming sense that, yep, this is the direction I'm going to go in. I decided that because I was very rational and logical, as well as creative and intuitive, um, I knew that I had to set out to do all of the learning about psychic ability that I could. So I started taking classes with people that were, you know, both famous and just locals. And I realized throughout my years of practice and uh you know, practicing before I became a professional throughout my years of doing that and offering free sessions um, that I was actually really pretty good at it and that I really enjoyed it and that I was helping people. And that was huge for me. So I understood that once I was hit over the head like that, it was kind of a wake up call to say, okay, it's time to start. And so I did. <laughs> and here I am today. And here we are. I, I love that because it seems like you, you took your superpower, as you call it in the book, but you took a very entrepreneurial entrepreneurial approach to it as far as developing your business and thinking about it. Yeah, that's cool. Okay, I want to get down to the brass tacks here. What is the difference between psychic and intuitive? So I get asked that question all the time and I actually use them very interchangeably. So if I'm talking about psychic abilities or intuition, I may use the same, you know, both words the same way. But for me, what I've come to realize, what I've come to understand along the way is that everybody is intuitive. We all have some form of intuition that's natural to us, that is part of our everyday lives. It's whether we recognize it or not, it's there. Um, but not everybody is going to be psychic. And when I say that, I mean the same thing as imagine you know, being able to pick up a baseball bat and hit a baseball. Just about anybody can do that. It may be clumsy. It may be awkward. Mm -hmm. um, it may not feel natural, but just about anybody can do it. But not everybody is going to be, you know, in the major leagues or A-Rod or, you know, Joe DiMaggio, bringing back some old names here, um, or Babe Ruth. You know, not everybody's going to be able to play for your favorite baseball team because not everybody is naturally that good or naturally that developed. And not everybody has the drive to do that or the, the desire to do that. Mm -hmm. So when I say psychic versus intuition, essentially it's that intuition, everybody's born with it. Everybody can develop it and can increase their intuitive awareness and use their intuition to their benefit. But not everybody is going to take it further and be psychic or do psychic readings professionally. And also when I say that a lot of times what happens is people can use their intuition for themselves or they can connect to other people intuitively at times, but psychics can kind of turn it on and off and connect when they need to for other people. That's interesting. That's a great description. In your book, Intuition at Work, you talk about how we can all access our intuitive energy and you say it's through the clairs. Take me through that. What are the clairs? So oftentimes what happens is that people get 
confused with the word clairvoyance and the word psychic. And the reason for that is because clairvoyance actually means clear vision or clear sight. And what that is, is that you're able to kind of see things in your mind's eye. You're able to see things. I'm, you've probably heard of the word or the term your third eye. So you're able to see things with your third eye, that kind of psychic sight or that intuitive sight. But clairvoyance is simply that it's about being able to see things intuitively and it kind of can feel like your imagination at times. Clairaudience is clear hearing. So again, you may be more prevalent with your intuitive awareness through your clairvoyance or clear sight, but there's also other clairs like clairaudience. So you may hear things or hear words or hear names or hear sounds or even hear songs playing in your head. And they may all be part of your intuitive kind of radar talking to you and trying to help you to understand what's going on around you or which direction to go in life. We also have clear cognizance, which is a clear knowing. You know how sometimes you just know things without having any idea why you know them. Like when the phone rings, you know before you pick it up who it's going to be. Um, that's clear cognizance. That's that knowing that that. In reality, there's no reason you should know these things, but you just know, you know, something's either black or white instantly without considering it, without thinking about it, you just know. And that's, again, that's claircognizance. And kind of close to claircognizance is clairsentience. And this is one that most of us have naturally. Clairsentience is a clear feeling where you get something kind of in your gut. You feel that intuitive nudge, like you were talking about earlier. Mm -hmm. You feel like, you know, something feels off or something feels right or something feels really good or you feel like you are attracted to somebody and don't know why it's that feeling that connection that you may feel to somebody that gut instinct that mother's intuition that cops hunch even they may feel something and that's what kind of gets them going or gets you moving to go in the right direction those are the basic clairs. There's other clairs as well, but those are the ones that we usually talk about and the ones that people usually can understand or recognize. Do we have them all or do we, for lack of a better word, do we specialize in one of these forms? So a lot of times people do specialize in them. Huh. Um, we can develop all of them, but people have a natural propensity towards one or two of them. And again, most people have that clairsentient vibe. They have that feeling. Um, and it's because, you know, we use all of our senses to feel things. And I think that that's why clairsentience is also one of the most common um, clairs, one of the most common forms of intuitive awareness. But usually you can tell, um, you can tell in a couple of different ways by who you are naturally. Like if you're an artist and you draw or you paint a lot, then you are the kind of person that sees things. So you may be more clairvoyant. If you are a musician or you sing all the time, or you know you are the person that um, is always listening, you may be more clairaudient. You may hear things more. So it really kind of depends on who you are and you know what you have a natural propensity for anyway. But all of these clairs, all of our intuitive senses can be developed and can be worked with in order to kind of open them up a little bit more. You can also tell a lot in the times by the way you say things. So start paying attention to how you say things. If somebody asks you a question, you know, um, what do you think you'll be doing in 25 years? You can answer it in a couple of different ways. You could say, well, I see myself 
doing this, or I, you know, I feel that I'll be doing this, or I just know that I'll be, you know, hanging out with this person or whatever it is. Just listen to the words that you use. If you say, I see myself doing, then you're more visual. If you say, I feel that I'll be, then you, you may be more of that feeling sense or that clear sentient sense. Um, or, you know, I just know is clear cognizance. So pay attention to the words that you use on a daily basis. And you'll notice maybe um, what you have more of a propensity for. What are some of the ways you said we can all develop this and practice this? What are some of the ways we can start doing that? So it really depends. I mean, if you're in an area that's, that's, that offers classes or workshops, or even there's a lot of online workshops and classes now, um, I would definitely suggest doing that. I think that, you know, taking a workshop or a class, it helps you to get into it. It helps you to understand it and it helps you to practice it. Um, I wouldn't pay, you know, a gazillion dollars to start off, just see if you like it first. But also one of the best ways that I have always found is to read. So you can grab like any of my books all have exercises in them to help you develop or to help you understand the, the teaching that I'm trying to do or the points that I'm trying to make. So you can have that hands-on experience. You can develop your intuition by doing the exercises in the books. And there's a lot of other books out there um, by amazing authors and psychics that also have exercises that can help you develop your own intuition so that you can do it on your own. Um, definitely, if you can find a friend that likes to do it, then you could start doing partner exercises as well. Again, you can do them, um, you know, from my books or other people's books, or you can do them through classes. Um, the best way to develop your intuition truly is to just start practicing it. And, you know, there's other simple ways that you can do that too. Like ask for guidance. So ask your guides, your angels, your loved ones on the other side, whatever it is you believe in. I call it the universe. So ask, ask the universe to give you some guidance on something. When I was um, a very young mom, I asked for my angels, for my guides, for my loved ones. I asked everybody <laughs> to help mm -hmm. me out because my daughter, the, the doctor told me my daughter needed ear tubes. And I, I just knew intuitively that wasn't right. And I knew that it had something to do with dairy, even though they all said, no, dairy has nothing to do with it. I knew. And I just kept saying, I don't think she needs tubes. And I was on my way to the doctor's office. And I was thinking the whole time, I, I feel like she needs, you know, to like get off dairy or I need to get off dairy for her. And I just kept saying, you know, I need guidance. I need to know what do I need to do? I will believe, you know, in the intuitive nudges that I get, I need to have some kind of a sign or some kind of a symbol or something to know whether I'm going to do the right thing. Cause I was headed to the doctors to say, no, we're not, we're not doing tubes on my you know, daughter. Who's only like a year old, not even. So all of a sudden I stopped the car at a red light and right in front of me, there's a car with a bumper sticker that says your angels hear you and pay attention to your intuition or something what? like that. And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it can be something very, very simple like that. Um, start asking for guidance, start asking and believe that you are actually going to get that guidance in one way or the other, but then be open to it, you know, be open to seeing and receiving. And don't think that every single step you take or every single thing you do is a message from the universe because it's not, <laughs> but 
you know, but be open to those other nudges that feel right, that feel like it is an answer, that feel like it is the universe trying to help you and trying to guide you. That is the simply start today. Just step back and pose a question to the universe, ask for guidance and allow it in. See what you notice or feel or see throughout the day and uh, play with this a little bit. I think we all get these hunches. And, and I think a big part of getting started with this is to begin to notice them. We're talking to Melanie Barnum, Intuition at Work, Trust Your Gut to Get Ahead in Business and in Life is her newest book. It's fabulous. She mentioned all the practical exercise. It's totally fun. <laughs> Give it a try. <laughs> you'll be amazed. And you'll start just thinking about the world and universe in a different way. And you know me, I'm always looking for ways to expand and grow. And I think this is a, a something that's interesting and fun and, and helpful to try. Melanie, you focus a lot in this book on, on the workplace. You really believe intuition at work can help us with things like sales and leadership and marketing. How are some ways we can access this in a more, for lack of a better word, a more practical environment where everything's about data and bottom line? Right. So, you know, the, the actual title of the book, Intuition at Work, is really kind of a play on words and not just a a literal mm -hmm. translation. So intuition at work is about using your intuition at work, but it's also about putting your intuition to work for you. And the reason I bring that up is because that's what you need to do at work. If you want to make a change or if you want to increase your sales or if you want to um, even you know, be a better doctor or a better nurse, you need to start listening to your intuition and what it's telling you. So you, know, you mentioned sales. And one of the things about sales is that a, you have to know what you need or what you can sell to somebody. Um, B, you have to know how to market it to them and what's going to catch their attention, what's going to make them want to buy it. And C, you need to know who's going to be kind of good at it, who's going to be a good salesperson for you. And it's not just about understanding your market. It's also about knowing how to kind of market whatever it is you're selling and connect to the people on a kind of a more genuine level. I mean, we have all those kind of, you know, salesmen often get a bad name because they have kind of that negative connotation where they're, you know, the snake oil salesmen, you know, the, the people that you're not going to believe um, and they're going to tell you anything that you want to hear just to sell you something. You have to be able to be more genuine. And in order to do that, you have to understand and kind of be able to relate to the market that you're trying to sell to. And that's where your intuition can come in. in one part of this is that, you know, you can kind of start to look at who you're selling to and why they want it and then appeal to their intuition and make it feel like, you know, it's something that they do need. And I'm not saying to be dishonest about it. I'm saying to be real about it because the more real you can be in a sales position, the more you will win people over and you'll, you know, kind of get them as, as unreal as that sounds, but you'll get them to want to buy your product. Do you suggest that, that we do what you, instead of asking the question to the universe directly, ask the universe, how can we better serve this person? Is it that cut and dried? Of course, of course. And again, that's just one part of it. You know, always, always, always ask for the universe's help. And again, when I say the universe, I'm talking about your guides, your loved ones, your angels, God, Buddha, you know, whatever it is that you believe in, 
um, whatever it is that you have faith in, whatever it is that you feel is helping you in a positive way, um, which I, again, call the universe, ask the universe to help you because the universe wants to help you, but they can't, you know, these, these helpers can't really help you until you ask for their help specifically. So, you know, you may feel like a gentle nudge every once in a while, but you really need to be specific about what you want help with. Um, let's take, say, a doctor, for instance. You know, doctors go through so much medical training. Nurses as well, they go through so much medical training and do a lot of the hands-on healing. And the more you can begin to understand your own intuition, the more you can begin to help your patient. Because it's not just about what you've learned and been trained. It's also about the feeling or the vibe that you're getting off of that person and what's really going on. Because think about it. If you go into a doctor's office for an appointment when something's wrong, you literally have maybe 10 minutes to talk to the doctor and to tell them everything that's going on in your life and everything that's, that's happening. And you may forget to tell them that the main reason you wanted to talk to them was because you felt like your toe was broken. <laughs> so, you know, if you're a doctor or a nurse and you can kind of scan them intuitively kind of scan their bodies and figure out what's going on inside within you know a minute you may know which direction you need to go for this appointment you may know what that person came in there for so you know and you may able to be able to help them even more than you would just by them telling you what's going on there's so many different ways to use your intuition at work it's it, it's crazy for us not to use our intuition at work yeah, I, I, I think it's crazy for us not to use our intuition, right? <laughs> anyway, exactly. because it seems like such a really a natural place and a natural part of who we are. But I think the challenge is for me and for other people that I've spoken with is, is just what you said at the top of the show, which is we may never know if we went the right way or the wrong way. So how can we begin to trust these hunches, however they appear for us? So again, that is a tough one because like you said, we may never know and we may never be presented with any kind of evidence or any kind of proof that our intuitive vibes were heading us in the right direction. But practicing using your intuition, especially practicing using your intuition with a partner or with somebody else that's kind of into it, even if they're not totally into it, just drag them in and say, hey, <laughs> you know, I need you because I want to help. I want to do this. And just start practicing. So you can have some feedback, some instant feedback. And, you know, one of the ways that you can do that is literally you can partner up with somebody and have them just feel an emotion or focus on a person and how that person made them feel. And then start to kind of tune into what they're feeling or tune into the vibe that they're kind of putting out there. And you may, you may begin to feel their energy. And, you know, say the person that you, you tell them to tune into, you know, their husband or their, their kindergarten teacher, like whoever it is, and allow the, the person that you're working with here, allow them to really feel how they feel about that person. Now, I wouldn't suggest having them do it about you personally, because you don't necessarily want <laughs> yeah, to know. I don't know. want to know that. <laughs> um, but when they start to do that and really kind of feel that emotion, you know, they really have to get into it and really feel that emotion. That's one of the easiest things that you can pick up on is somebody else's emotion. Because remember, we all have that, whether we acknowledge it, whether we recognize it or not, we all have that kind of clairsentient vibe, that, that feeling, that kind of gut instinct and that, that empathy almost, that we can feel what somebody else is feeling. So 
start there. It's really simple and it's really easy. And just start, start trying to feel it. I, I love that suggestion because I also think we need to do more of that to be connected in this world, right? We need to be empathetic and compassionate. And it's really tough to do if we can't understand the experience of others. And uh, so I I love that suggestion. Melanie, I think this is really interesting work. I loved your book. I love the exercises, um, which I don't often say, but (laughs) I, I, I felt like I could really Um, I wasn't overwhelmed by the topic, but I had a real outlet to kind of try some of this stuff. So good work on that. Melanie's book is Intuition at Work, Trust Your Gut, and Get Ahead in Business and in Life. You should check it out. Melanie, how can we find your other work or connect with you for a consult? Um, So you can find any of my books. Uh, That's Intuition at Work is actually my eighth book. So you can find any, any of my books on Amazon or Goodreads or at any bookstore. Um, they're available everywhere. And I also have a deck of cards called Psychic Symbols Oracle Cards, which are, again, Oracle Cards. And you can find those and my books on my website, which is melaniebarnum.com. You can also find me uh, most often, I think, on Facebook, but you can find me on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram. All of my social media will be Melanie Barnum Psychic. So you can just kind of look me up, um, just put my name in to Google or whatever, you know, whatever search engine you use and you'll find my name, Melanie Barnum. Fantastic. I, and you can find me, you know, my newest book is called You Recharge and it talks about how this energy is contagious, that it becomes cyclical, right? We build it within ourselves and, and we exchange it with others and it transfers to others and it comes back to us again. I really think it's interesting and an asset to learn about the way we can expand into this world, the world we can both see and the world we can feel. So I think this book, Intuition at Work, is one way of doing that. Melanie, thanks for being here. Great to talk to you. And you can find me and my work at polycampbell.com on Facebook at Polly Campbell Author. Remember, be open to all the ways we can receive information. Tune into your hunches. And I think you'll be surprised at how your inner wisdom can help you get the outer results that help us all live well, do good, and be happy. Hey there, I'm DC. I host the Rock Podcast, Back to the Arena, the Interviews. It's about a 30-minute podcast where I talk one-on-one with a band who has released new music. You can find us on all the best podcast sites like Spotify, Apple, Google, iHeartRadio, and more. If you're a rock band like me, subscribe today to Back to the Arena, the Interviews. Electric Acid. Ever thought about starting your own podcast? Do you have a business or a message you want to share with the world? Well, now it's easier than ever with Electricast. Hi, I'm Mark Netter. And I'm Peter Rafelson. We're the founders of Electricast Media. Whether you want to start a new podcast or already have one, join Electricast to grow your audience, monetize your content, and build your community. With our simple sign-up, you get free promotion, world-class analytics, premium ads, and personal support. Go to Electricast.com and join our community today. Electricast. Transform your influence. Electricast.